Hello to Kurt Goldsberry. Listen to this stat from Kurt. He has it on the efficiency landscape over the last 15 games. He tweeted this out. Hello, Jazz. The best net rating over the last 15, it is the Utah Jazz, plus 10.5, over that stretch. Number two are the Bucks at 9.8, and number three are the Lakers at 6.1. Hello, Kirk Goldsberry. That is a stat that you want to hear if you're a Jazz fan. And we'll be talking about it here on Round Ball Roundup, utahjazz.com, J.P. Chunga, episode 31. Two victories as they extend the winning streak to nine games last afternoon against the Washington Wizards. We'll also review the defense stifling the Charlotte Hornets for number eight in the streak. But that stat that Kirk brings up is indicative of what's changed from the beginning of the year and where this team is at this point of the season, heading into the All-Star break. When you're looking at teams that deserve All-Stars, teams that have All-Stars on them, well, the Jazz are that type of bunch. You heard it on the last podcast of Zach Lowe and Howard Beck both having Rudy and Donovan in their All-Star teams. The record being bolstered to it, number two, tied in the Western Conference more on how well that Utah's been playing so far. This is a David Locke stat, so hat tip to him and the radio crew for this one. 22-1 and when the Jazz's offensive rating is 107 or above. League average offensive rating is 110. 1.1 points per possessions. If they're a little bit less than average, that means... It's a virtual lock for a victory. And why is that? Because the defense is so great because you have the depoy in Rudy Gobert. Eighth-ranked defensive rating overall, 11th-best offensive rating. And this was the indication that we got from Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay when they had that press conference in Vegas. They wanted to be a top-five offense-defensive team. It's starting to get there. That net rating shows that things are getting in the right direction. And look at Jordan Clarkson, how he's improved the team offensively. Since Jordan Clarkson's been involved, nine-game sample size. Utah Jazz's offensive rating, 123, defensive rating, 109. Yesterday, without Donovan Mitchell, the OR, 129.9. That's up there with one of the great performances that Utah's put out offensively this entire year. In fact, the top one was against the Knicks last week, 136 as their offensive rating. Utah's playing at a point where they're really connected right now, and it is a joy to watch out there on the floor. Utah against Charlotte, if we're reviewing that game, it was over after the first quarter. 29-13, forced Charlotte into seven offensive turnovers out of 14 possessions. They didn't need anyone to go crazy offensively. It was just Jordan Clarkson with 20. Five other dudes scored in double figures. Emmanuel Moutier continued to show more of that progression, getting 28 minutes on the night, scoring 10. He dished out six assists. Donovan had his first single-digit game dating back to 2018 in December. Just four, and he was dealing with illness, wouldn't play against the Wizards the following game. Boyan Bogdanovich chipped in with 16. And Rudy was his dependable self, 15 and 13, and he also had five blocks, the best block of them all. 
him dealing with Marvin Williams on the perimeter. You saw Marvin give him a pump fake. Rudy didn't bite, stayed on his toes, and blocked the ensuing shot. That is him bolstering his all-star campaign, continuing to give you the highlights that you need to make that team. Looking at another ESPN reporter, Tim McMahon. Rudy Gobert leads the NBA in the following clutch categories. So we're talking about clutch offense, which Utah's number four in the entire league at. Gobert leads the NBA in plus-minus at plus 66. Field goal percentage at 84.2%. Rebounds with 35 and block shots at 9. We saw Rudy in the clutch against the Wizards where he was hitting free throws to ice the game out. You saw how willing Quinn was wanting to go to that Joe Ingles and Gobert pick and roll as Joe was being one of the guys to pick up the slack. Donovan Mitchell not being there as a playmaker. And Rudy was doing it all with five fouls. Him not committing that last one to get him fouled out, that's also a little bit more of maturity. Understanding the situation, being willing to play defense, not going for an extra contest. Yeah, there were two scores with him in the vicinity as Beal drove to the basket. However, he understands the calculus of him being more valuable on the floor than watching the game off it. It was startling to see how different this game with Charlotte was back to the one in December where it was a little bit of a labor. This one was easy street for Utah. The minivan, George Niang, he got a car wash after the game in his post-game interview with KK. So, George, it's one thing to say to play for each other. It's another to do it. In what ways are you guys finding that right now? That actually surprised me, too. All right, that was a long time coming. The minivan was not ready for a car wash. Five of nine from downtown. Adding a contribution off the bench. Niang has been a revelation since Miami. One of the top three-point shooters in the entire league, shooting 47% from distance. The Jazz, as a team, have four guys who are shooting above 40% from three. Boyan, Joe, Royce, George. That's a really good offensive team. And follow that David Lockstad. 107, just be a below-average team. You're 22-1. Washington was super impressive because with Donovan out, you knew playmaking need to be a priority, and Utah got it out of all sorts of sources. Ingles had nine assists. Manuel Moutier had five. Boyan had three. And Bogdanovich was the one to keep this ship afloat when Utah struggled at the beginning of the quarter. Down by 11 at half, 15 at a point in the third quarter, they rip off a 21-3 third quarter run that has them with a two-point advantage heading into the fourth. And then we saw it with all those clutch statistics being able to carry it through. This is a tough game. You know, it's your first game on an East Coast road trip. You know, it's a matinee game. And, you know, I, I think, you know, I thought Amanda did, did an excellent job. It was, it was our whole group, as I said, with... No, they were they were playing, you know, under pick and roll and really trying to keep us out of the pain. What that forces you to do is take shots, um, and sometimes taking those shots, particularly if you don't make them, um, or the ball stops. So I thought you, you have to be more determined to move the ball, and I thought our guys got a better feel for that you know, as it as it as it went on. Obviously, you know, Donovan's 
you know, one of our key guys, so there's always going to be a little of adjustment, you know, no different than any player, but, you know, I thought our guys did a really good job of kind of absorbing that collectively. Utah needed all of Boyan's 31, Jordan's 23 on 10 of 22 shooting. Chilling Washington from the mid-range was huge. At half, they were shooting 11 of 18 from the mid-range. And then at the end, according to Cleaning the Glass, these numbers, they finished 20 of 43. That's the shot profile that Utah wants. Deny three-pointers and at the rim because you have the best defender in the land in Rudy Gobert. Allow mid-range shots that are two-pointers and don't foul. Washington has just 17 free-throw attempts. Utah goes to the line for 25. These are the things that they're starting to get together. When you're on this type of run, when everybody's feeling the ball, everybody's feeling themselves, everybody wants a nomination at this point. Nobody's getting snubbed. You can institute those winning mentality things that Coach Q, Alex Jensen, Johnny Bryant, Lamar Skeeter, Jeff Watkinson, Mike Wells, or you can institute your principles and everybody is buying in because the results are buying in. Utah's in a good way. And coming up, it'll be fascinating to see because Brooklyn's on Tuesday. Kyrie Irving made his return on Sunday against Atlanta. 21 points for Confucius Kyrie as he comes back. 10 of 11 shooting. That squad was in a tailspin, having lost seven straight before he returns They're in the right direction two in a row. If his integration is seamless, then that's a much more threatening team. But as we saw when they came down here in November, clutch time, crunch time, it becomes the Kyrie show. They can get pretty ISO heavy, and that makes it simpler for a great defensive team like the Jazz to figure it out. Not even Jordan in that game. That's the difference from that matchup. And I'm sure for Brooklyn, their team trying to find the wrinkles that work for them. They aren't a good offensive basketball team, ranked 25th in the league. Their defense has ticked up at 10. Kyrie's supposed to solve those type of offensive stagnation points, but he's a ball stopper in and of his own right. How's Utah going to handle Kyrie? It was a lot of Royce O'Neal thrown at him in November. Expect Royce to get the job as well this week. He is turning himself into a really impressive perimeter defender that A lot of coaches around the league are starting to recognize, applaud his efforts on the defensive end. He'll get the job of locking up Kyrie. We'll see if Donovan's going to be available. Illness took him out on Sunday. He's on the mend and trying to get back. I'm sure as a New York area guy, he would love to put on a show for the New York area. Wrapping up the road trip as they go to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans, Zion Williamson expected to be back against the Jazz. He is a tour de force as a player, dealing with the injury and dealing with trying to relearn how to run and walk, according to the reporting around New Orleans. Once he comes back, he comes into a top storyline in the NBA. Every single game that he played in college was a circus. It was must-watch TV. And if Thursday night is the night that he debuts in the regular season... That squad will get a big boost of energy as they try to fight their way into a playoff battle. 14-26 is where they stand. Playoff line, 18-22 with Memphis at the 8th spot. Zion starts having that squad ripping off wins. Could get testy 
at the bottom of the Western Conference playoffs. Make your all-star selections. We make it easy for you on utahjazz.com. Just search Utah Jazz, and it'll be the first thing to pop up. We get an update on the voting on Thursday. We'll see where Donovan is in the Western Conference guards race and whether Rudy Gobert or Boyan Bogdanovich make the jump into the front court. Check it out, utahjazz.com. And also... Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Utah Jazz, as we've got all of the updates for All-Star there. Before we head out, be back on Friday, and we'll be looking at the games at home against the Kings and the Pacers. Make sure to let others know that you're listening to the podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Five-star reviews. That's all I ask of you. I'm JP Chunga, and until next time, bye for now. (laughs) 